Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Gaines. Hello, and welcome to Chris Gaines, the podcast, the show where we take an exhaustive look at the career of country superstar Garth Brooks and his much maligned decision in 1999 to take on a fictional character named Chris Gaines. The debut album, In the Life of Chris Gaines, was meant to be a pre-soundtrack for a feature film called The Lamb. It was a way of letting the audience get to know the character before they went to see the movie. Despite selling two million copies, the album was considered a complete failure and heralded an early retirement from Brooks. I'm Mike Lee. I'm Ashley Spurgeon. And this is Chris Gaines, the podcast, episode seven. Yeah, I'll do a little housekeeping here at the top to let you know that this show is brought to you by We Own This Town. You can check that out at weownthistown.net. What a great network of podcasts. It's a bunch of good podcasts on there. There's one in particular that I really like. <laughs> uh, it's called Hot Minute. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's myself and my friend Jamie Bradley. Yeah, two T's and hot. Yeah. Go to weownthistown.net. Click on podcasts. You'll see it listed there. Hotminute.com with two T's. Listen to all the... There's like, what, 20-something episodes there? Back yeah. catalog to listen to. Yeah. Once you're done with this, go there and start yeah, listening to that. You need more sure. Ashley in your life. <laughs> and who doesn't? It's true. Very true. <laughs> we can be found on the internet at chrisgainespodcast.com and on Twitter at Garth Gaines SNL. The reason we are Garth Gaines SNL for a show called Chris Gaines the Podcast is because the impetus behind this show was that Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines need to be back on SNL. I want that so badly. We want it real bad. Mm -hmm. At the time of this recording, they've announced the first batch of hosts for the next season. Mm -hmm. September 28th, which just so happens to be right around the 20-year anniversary of Chris Gaines's debut and only album being released. You got Woody Harrelson hosting with Billie Eilish. Mm, Interesting. Very interesting. We do know that around mid-November, which would be the 20th anniversary of Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines on SNL, Garth Brooks is going to be in Knoxville. He's performing in Knoxville, Tennessee at Neyland Stadium. What is that the one? I'm letting my football ignorance show. Sure. You could say any title and I'll agree with it. (laughs) But that pretty much means that we're not going to get Garth Brooks on SNL right at the specific date. No, probably not. But I'm still putting every one of my eggs in the basket <laughs> that this could still happen. Tending all your hopes on that? Yeah. Good. Bi- That's a good idea. Billie Eilish seems like she might be game to do a Chris Gaines cover. Isn't she the one who uh, samples the office in her music? She's the one who does office samples in her records? Um, oh, geez. Yeah, sure. That's true. Yeah, d- I'm not kidding. I'm talking like the Michael Scott office. Like, yeah. literally, there's a Billie Eilish song that has like office samples in it. That person so seems game. So I feel like she would be down. Yeah, and she kind of has a look that's not too far off from what Chris Gaines looked like. Right. So, Mm. just saying. Maybe she's from Australia. I don't know. Woody Harrelson's very funny. He would do a sketch, maybe with Garth Brooks. Does Woody play any instruments? Because he seems like, I wonder if he plays a guitar, because he seems like he should. He seems like the kind that has like a terrible sideband. You know oh, what I mean? without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Keanu Reeves. Dog Star. Dog Star, yeah. Uh, what was... um? What's old Die Hard's band name? The Blues Band? Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. I know there was 30-odd foot of Grunt. <laughs> that was the dude who was... I can't remember any movie names anymore. Yeah, I struggled to remember Bruce Willis just now, so I'm in the same boat. Who's Chet in, in Weird Science? Oh. Uh, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton had a band in the 80s. Bill um, Paxton had like... A 
Devo style band or something. What? Yeah. Is that our next podcast? Maybe. I don't know. They were called like Martini Ranch. Bill Paxton had a band called Martini Ranch. There's a music video on YouTube. Look it up. Wow. Bill Paxton, RIP, you know? I know, right? It was upsetting. Yeah, very upsetting. Great actor. So probably not going to get our our campaign for the exact date, but I'm still holding her. I'm not a religious person, but I'm going to pray to all the gods. There's digital shorts that, you know, we're not asking. It could be just like a brief segment or something. Maybe he's filming it right now. I don't know. I'm going to go. I don't know what his schedule is. I'm going to say that I will be able to pull anything out of one of the episodes and say that that was a reference to what we needed okay i can just manipulate reality into what i want i think we should do that facts are over (laughs) so it'll be fine it's gonna work out i'd really like to comment on some of the listener feedback that we've been getting but we're recording this back to back with the previous episode, so we have no idea what you've been saying. Uh, but thanks again for all the great words. Yeah, we really it's all love great it. Stuff. Uh, we're talking to you from the past. How's the future? Pretty lit. Pretty lit. <laughs> I mean, it's still got Chris Gaines the podcast <laughs> in it. So we don't have any reader feedback, and we don't have any reflections on our previous episode. Uh-uh. It was perfect. Yeah, I think I've, everything I said was great. Everything you said was really smart and good too. <sighs> like, yeah, yeah, we nailed it. We clearly crushed it. Um, <laughs> but this week. What we're going to do is bid you all farewell. Yeah. So much to the chagrin of listener DJ Phillips, we cannot do this forever. Chris Gaines, as a public entity, existed for a blip of time. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, what, six months in the public eye? Oh, yeah. Well, let's As a concept, it was years. But for most of us, what? I mean, less than a full year because the announcement was in, what, March? And then he wasn't doing it anymore before Christmas. I mean, then November was the only public appearance of the character, really, yeah. right? So March, I mean, April, May, June, July, like nine or ten. But months. we don't even yeah. get reviews. Like the bill, that big billboard article that we see comes out in July. Mm-hmm. So like they make the announcement in March, but really we don't get insight into the whole thing, real insight into the whole thing until midsummer. Yeah. And then by the SNL in late November, it's done. I mean, that's crazy. It's so short. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't feel like it at the time. No, it was fast. Days are very long. <laughs> when Chris Gaines is active. No, just human days are very long. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Trips around the sun. Take a minute. <laughs> Will we make more episodes of this if necessary? Of course. Yeah, sure. Hey, look, if Don was wants to give us a call, if Paula Pell hears this and has got some behind the scenes SNL writers room gossip that she wants to like shit on. Absolutely. By all means, we will come back to the studio. Yeah. The people that were involved with that SNL episode, they're not doing anything. Tina Fey, Michael Shore. What are they doing? Uh, Just email us. Like it will set something up. Yeah. Get in touch at Garth Gaines SNL. Tina Fey will just tweet at us. Be of course, easy. yeah. <laughs> so this week we're going to just kind of recap mm-hmm. what we know and more importantly, where we think all this should go. I have some hopes for the future and some ideas of what I'd like to see Garth and maybe Chris do. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And we'll touch on those there at the end. We'll also touch a little bit on a couple things. I'd, I'd like to do this maybe at the top, a couple maybe conspiracy theories. Oh, Do you want to just jump right in? Let's just jump right in. So one that we very lightly touched on that I'd like to remind everyone about is that Chris Gaines may have possibly, potentially, been modeled on another Australian Mm -hmm. singer known for their rock sensibilities. Pretty, pretty men sort of uh, hair. Mm. Pretty, pretty man hair. Yeah, right in the eye. Guitar, rocker, rocker sensibility. Flair jeans. Maybe a little bit of a rough past. Maybe sort of a notorious background. A bad boy. Yeah, definitely a bad boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tight bod. (laughs) 
We're talking uh, about Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Go do yourself a favor. Google image search Keith Urban. It could be a 2019 image of Keith Urban. It still works. His look you know, has not yeah. changed that much. He really looks very, very similar for the past like 20-something years. Right. Yeah, he really does. I mean, he aged a little. A he, little. So when I... I don't really do these anymore. When I recaps of like CMA Awards stuff for the Nashville scene, I would always use a really old picture of Keith Urban <laughs> uh-huh. as like the header image from the mid-80s, like 84, 85, where he has his original teeth and really bad skin and <laughs> sort of like a Bart Simpson spike, but also mullet. Wow. It is tremendous. So yeah. he. That is a trashy look. It is. Uh, we'll share it. We'll yes. share. We'll, we'll share it on the, the Twitter. image. Yeah. But he cleaned himself up. I don't know. Yeah. And he's he's kept it clean. Does Keith Urban have a bad teeth, good teeth kind of face? Oh, honey. Oh, my God. Like David Bowie? You know, the David Bowie tooth well, thing. Well, I mean, right? it's just it's just pre fame and post fame, really. I mean, it's pick any celebrity and yeah. look at their nose and their teeth. They clean them up. They clean them up. <laughs> We never got that with Chris Gaines. We never got to see him clean it up. But I guess his face as Garth was a cleanup. Garth, well, that's the interesting thing, too. It's like the Gaines photos. It's like there's cheek sucking and stuff. But they're also really good nose angles. Very with good. Really, really good nose angles. Because Garth has like, I don't know, an average man's nose, but it's notably pointier. Right. As Gaines. It's his a makeup more... artist knew what they were doing. Yeah, 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 for sure. Maybe some early contouring. Oh, some amazing contouring. Amazing contouring. Yeah. Another uh, conspiracy theory that we did not talk too much about in the show, really at all, was the fact that Garth divorces his wife mm-hmm. and then very quickly marries Trisha Yearwood, to whom he is currently married. Now, that's not to throw shade at divorce. If your marriage is not working and things are unhappy, go for it. Yeah. Fine. What if Gaines was a way of showing off to Trisha Yearwood to lock it in? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Possibly. He had, I wasn't there, so probably yes. I mean, he knew Trisha Yearwood way back on his first album. Yeah, they'd known each other they, for like a long, long time. time. A long time. It wasn't like, oh, my marriage is on the rocks and I met this new person. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, this is someone I've known for like 12, 14, And have been quoted as saying yeah. they're like your best, yeah. like the best person you could meet. Yeah. I think Chris Gaines might have, you know, could have been a way of saying, you know, like peacocking. Chris Gaines was peacocking. (laughs) Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I see it. I absolutely see it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm 100 percent sure. I'm 100 percent sure that at some point in 1999, Trisha Yearwood saw photos of Chris Gaines and thought to herself, sexy. I mean, I guarantee to you, I'd put my I put blood on the line. Yeah, like, I mean, have you seen inside the booklet where he's uh, that's wearing? Ex- I was the Carlequin suit with the legs. <laughs> that's exactly the one I was thinking of. Yeah, that's exactly though. She was thinking of his beefy legs. His beefy javelin throwing. <laughs> legs. Oh my god, yeah. they're like mutton. Just a, like like it's Christmas Day. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the mutton legs of Garth Brooks. <laughs> Uh, that did it. That would who wouldn't love that? If Not. you're pursuing someone, get your mutton legs out. <laughs> so in our last theory uh, that we didn't talk about really at all, and we could probably do a whole episode on this, is that Chris Gaines existed or exists currently in an alternate universe. <laughs> I didn't even remember that. Yeah. If we're all on board with the theory of alternate universes where every decision we make sparks another reality. Mm-hmm. 
one must exist where Gaines was a success. Well, I mean, I guess the Gaines story does exist in an alternate universe because there are fictional films in the Chris Gaines story. There are fictional Commonwealth Medal winners. Oh, Billy yeah. Jane, Billy Joel is a real person. Don Was is a real person. Yeah. But there are many, many, many other like make-believe elements of that. It's true. It yeah. It probably exists in an already established universe. Any other fictional universe where we already know Billy Joel exists is the Chris Gaines universe, probably. Is what I would say. Do you know who came up with the theory of alternate universes? Like scientifically as a concept? This is a factoid that I love to pull out, but you know so much about pop culture that I feel like you already know this. Well, I mean, I don't know who invented the like scientific concept of if you're talking like out like cosmically, mm-hmm. I don't know that probably some scientist probably at some point in the 20th century or late 19th but are you talking about like the Tommy Westphal extended universe within like television no that's way cooler than what I'm talking about okay so what I'm talking about is Mark Oliver Everett the guy who's from the eels e E from the eels his dad his dad came up with the theory of alternate universes no is that alternate okay is that a different thing though like alternate universes but this is like specifically a thing where it's like equal and opposite reaction kind of thing already it's like I'm holding this pen in my left hand, right. but when the set, actually I was holding it in my right. But like, right. but the moment I made the decision to pick up the pen with this hand, another dimension started where I was holding the pen in the other hand. Is the basic idea of this right. correct? Okay. The mini world interpretation That's of it. quantum physics. Hugh Everett the third. That's it. But the Tommy Westfall universe is... That's something different. That's where it's just the idea that all TV shows take place within a certain universe that's based on an episode of Saint Elsewhere right. from the 80s. If you've never heard of this theory, Google it immediately. Like, pause this episode. Give your full attention to the Tommy Westfall universe. It's there's some fascinating. really good... There's charts and graphs. that There's, like, full lists of every sort of entity that could theoretically take place within this universe. Like... All of the shows you've ever heard of, basically. It's massive. The chart is massive. I've How always, many like, it touches. a goal of mine is, it's like, if I ever get to make a TV show, I will do something in it that makes it take place in that universe. And I feel like anyone who has a TV show should do that. You, you couldn't help but exist in the Tommy Westfall universe at this point. It's <gasps> but, so massive. But some, like, even, like, Richard Belzer's Law & Order character, Munch. Munch. Munch exists in this universe. So, like, every TV show that Munch has ever appeared on exists in this universe. Universe. Therefore, like The Wire exists in this universe. Right. Like, it's great. I love it. Fantastic. Yeah. Chris Gaines exists. Anyway, in Chris Gaines. Yes. Chris Gaines <laughs> is in The Wire. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you just haven't seen that episode yet. You'll get Season there one seven. day. Season yeah. seven. One day you'll watch it. It'll be fun. So those are our fun theories that we never got to touch on. But here's what we do know. Troy Garth Brooks, born in 62, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Yeah. Worked his butt off in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I like Kiss. I like Aerosmith. Grew up loving rock and roll. I'm gonna. I got the guitar. I'm not super great at it. A household that was extremely promoting mm-hmm. of acting and performing. We got family music. Not. I'm singing some Merle Haggard. Absolutely adorable. <laughs> And he eventually, after several failed attempts, mm-hmm. makes his way to Nashville with his band Santa Fe, which breaks up immediately, like almost <laughs> really as soon funny. as they arrive. It's really funny every time. The pictures of him in Santa Fe are amazing. I don't know if I've ever really paid any attention to that. He those. has the best caterpillar mustache from the 80s that one would hope that he has. It's 
perfect. Then he gets himself a publisher and a manager. And, and it's all it, money from there. It's kind really. of all money yeah. from there. Like he does have a long, arduous road leading up to it. But man, once he hits. But I mean, a long, hits. arduous. But, uh, yeah. And I mean, he hits a bit. at what? Like 23 or something? You know what I mean? It's like it's really true. young. It's very Anyone young. who achieves any sort of success in their 20s. It's not a long time. But don't you think the the general societal perception is that in in music you do find that success very early? Like someone finding success uh, at thirty five is finding success is like no, finding success and then being successful within the music industry are two completely different things. I guess it's like especially on Garth's level because they're only looking for young people. They only want like fucking seventeen year old right. pretty boys who are preternatural Lennon McCartney songwriters. You know. I, Liz Fair's first record was easier getting made than Liz Fair's fourth record. You know what I mean? It's, yep. it's young people and they want young people. No, it's, you're not likely to have a brand spanking new artist come out at 45. Right. Because that's not what they're looking for. Am I saying they don't exist? Absolutely not. They do. I mean, I guess Sharon Jones is maybe an example, but like she wasn't Garth famous. No, she's not. Sad. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> so he basically just starts redefining country music. Find success, mm-hmm. releases several albums back to back to back that we went over in great detail in episode two of just smashing records. Unbelievable how successful he was. We believe, and I think the world at large agrees, yeah. that it was because of his fusion of rock and roll sensibilities yeah. into country music. He definitely was a country artist, but he was not classic country. No, there he's, a of it. Yeah, he's, he, a he's a stadium artist. He's an arena. He is a country Aerosmith. He is a country Springsteen. He is a country Springsteen for sure. He He's, a, he's an arena rock artist. We, I, I'm literally on the Garth Brooks website right now showing past events. Every single one of them sold out, sold out, sold out. Over 80,000 tickets and each one still has like, here's what record this show broke. Sold out in Glendale. A record not only for the State Farm Stadium, but also the state of Arizona. Um, a new attendance record for any concert at any U.S. bank stadium. Biggest entertainment event in Idaho history uh, largest event at this stadium largest uh, largest ticketed show in Pittsburgh history wow you know still like this is his website right now in 2019 still uh, breaking those charts he's got an upcoming show in Knoxville which you mentioned uh, you can get a big orange shirt with the G in orange is I mean, the Garth if, G if you live in Knoxville you, you have a lot of orange apparel for sure <laughs> But this is Garth branded orange is what I'm trying to say. It's special. It's definitely special. I, yeah. <laughs> so we know he relentlessly tours and again is mm-hmm. breaking records while he's touring. He puts out a double live record that it also breaks records. I mean, the yeah. man puts out six records, all breaking charts, puts out a box set of those records, which breaks charts, and then puts out a double live album, which breaks. It's just yeah, insane. Non-stop. It's crazy. And then right there at the end of 1998, he says... I got this thing coming. <laughs> I got hey, this thing I'm doing. Hey, guys, sit down a second. Listen to y- y'all. this. <laughs> Marvin Perry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and gently announces that he's working on this movie project with this character that he's mm-hmm. going to inhabit called Chris Gaines. And there's Paramount Pictures involved and Babyface and Don Was are involved. And we get a little sprinkle of a, of a thing there in 98. Then in March of 1999, we get a full-on press release. Press release, big, yeah, a big to do. Uh, more than a press release, a press conference. Yeah, yeah. We get a press conference. A lot of people sitting at a big long table. I don't <laughs> think we get that anymore. Big P 
pictures of the project happening. I mean, I guess there's like Comic-Con shit, but that's really like it. Yeah. So, but this is a singular press conference, not even a convention of any sort. Not unless someone harassed you. Yeah. And you got like Gloria Allred. Like, yeah. Yeah, probably in sports they happen, (laughs) but yeah. And at that moment, this full thing is announced that there's going to be a movie called The Lamb and that Babyface is producing the soundtrack. There's going to be a pre-soundtrack to that movie. This giant Eric Clapton hit from a few years ago. Well, the dudes who wrote that, they're writing this shit. Yeah. Yeah. We've already picked out all these songs from all these songwriters that previously pitched these songs to other artists. Like Fleetwood Mac. Like The Wallflowers. Yeah. And this is going to be a thing. It's coming out in September. So from March to September, we've got a couple interesting things that happen, but the world has been introduced to this idea of Chris Gaines. There, like you said, there's big picture behind him with hair, mm-hmm. and hair in his face. I think and... it, I don't know if it ever went beyond big picture for anyone, yeah. really, you know, now that you say that. <laughs> and Garth joins the Padres for their spring training, <laughs> oh, yeah. which is very odd. And we start getting some reviews in July. Garth's mother passes in August of 1999. But despite his mother passing at the end of the summer of 1999, he goes full on into yeah. the press circulation to promote this album. I'm on that's Leno. Out. I'm on Conan. I'm going to the GQ award. When were the GQ awards again? Right September? around that same time. Okay. Yeah. It looks miserable at that thing. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then it happens. September 28th, it's released upon the world. Mm-hmm. In the life of Chris Gaines, the best of album. Two million people got this holographic wonder in their greedy little mitts. Yeah. And there's a In the Life of Chris Gaines VH1 special mm-hmm. that documents this intense backstory. <laughs> nonsense this utter 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 nonsense utter nonsense oh my god garth is the arsonist and he was burning his own life he took the art he was the oh my god thank god for epiphanies here at the end oh my god right i'm so glad we did this episode yeah (laughs) Yeah. the arson started fire garth is the arsonist what chris gaines does have a deep history full fleshed out character like (laughs) if the soundtrack is meant to be a way of introducing the character you don't really learn anything from the music itself you learn everything from the booklet oh yeah and from this in the life of chris gaines vh1 special and from you know the nbc special that airs with garth kind of talking about it we learn about chris gaines moving to la as a young kid meeting tommy levitz Mm -hmm. his best friend and mentor yeah he was like God and my brother at the same time. And a pilot. <laughs> and a pilot and a teen. Yeah. He was a teen. I mean, being That's a, my favorite part. The metaphor of being a pilot. It's not even that they could like, can we just age everyone up to where, I don't know, everyone's like 23, 24. Oh, fuck no. Absolutely not. Tommy is a pilot and he is 16 years old. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tommy dies in a plane crash. Uh, he went, goes out flying late at night after he has promised Chris Gaines that he would not do that. Chris Gaines is Those devastated. Arizona mountains will uh, get you every time. Absolutely. <laughs> very specific That's mountain sad. range well it's like if you're looking from la to texas you know it's like they looked at him oh well that's right where there. it went down yep <laughs> and then chris gaines is convinced to start a solo career he releases a number of albums through continuous tragedy his yep. management rips him off and takes everything from him his father dies mm-hmm. and then he's in a tragic car wreck to say nothing of the sex addiction to say nothing of the sex yeah. addiction the constant 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 
just dick wetness that had to be Gaines's life. I mean, there were more women than you could count on one hand. More women stage. than you can count on one hand, like all the time. Yeah. That means more than one, more than two, <laughs> more than three, more than four, more than five. That means six women. At least. At least six women. That's yeah. a lot of women. Yeah. But more than the Spice Girls. Oh, wow. Think about that. Then <laughs> Chris Gaines does deal with his sex addiction. Mm. After this horrible car wreck that, that just wrecks his face and his body. <laughs> and he's reformed to look a little bit more like Garth Brooks. A little bit more a like A little Garth less Brooks. like Brett yeah. Pitt. And, <laughs> uh, Can you imagine? I don't have to imagine. I've seen it. But no, I mean, if you were a real person and that was really and you were really like on the Brad Pitt side of things. And then it's like, uh oh, this thing happened. And now I got a new face. And it's like, now I'm on the Garth Brooks. That's really funny. I don't want to sidebar too hard. But what if Chris Gaines had the car wreck and then came back looking like Two-Face from The Dark Knight? Just like 100 percent gnarled on one side. Then the music would have been fucking baller. <laughs> As we know, I'm pretty sure it would have kicked ass. Like Really intense CG half face. It would have been incredible. It would have been, oh my God, oh my God. Oh shit, <laughs> Meatloaf. I am uh, should have got like Jim Steinman to write the songs. Oh man, what would Chris Gaines look like now? We'll get to it later. Okay. <laughs> so after dealing with this car wreck and then coming to terms with his sex addiction by going on a pilgrimage <laughs> through Mississippi. For two and a half weeks. I can't remember. Yeah. He, he went to 17 dive bars across Mississippi one summer. Sold his soul to the devil. Cured his sex addiction. Yeah. Met some blues players. And came back with soul. <laughs> Something that the critics said he would never have. But he did. <laughs> Came back with Soul, then released his best of album featuring two new songs, which we get when In the Life of Chris Gaines is released on September 28th, 1999. Garth Brooks, as mentioned, goes on some of these talk shows and plays Chris Gaines songs, mm -hmm. but not as Chris Gaines. He waits until his appearance hosting Saturday Night Live in mid-November 1999 with Chris Gaines as the musical guest yeah. and actually appears as Chris Gaines in the full makeup, full on performance the wig the costume the heavy sort of jacket oh, yeah. and much to everyone's collective memory it was not an alter ego this was not garth brooks trying to be this other thing he was mm -mm. very open about it being a character yeah very very much inhabiting. so yeah and we we've pontificated that this is his way of moving into movies and it's not even a far stretch he has a movie deal for the lamb we know he's been offered the spielberg movie yeah we know he's been offered twister and has considered them. Yeah, and I also think if the pop music, the R&B pop, had been more of a success, he would have started to transition more uh, under Garth Brooks' name, obviously. Obviously, that would have happened. Yeah, and I think, you know, we didn't go into the afterlife of Garth Brooks post-Gains, because he does release one more album and then kind of retires. Mm -hmm. But then he comes back. Presumably to be with his family and to, to focus on that, and then comes back mm -hmm. many years later. And is, I mean, now, Oh, and didn't he come back? It wasn't a, a comeback. It was like, I'm doing a global tour and it's 100 dates. And I'm, I've sold 100,000 tickets in Ireland or I something. I, I mean, it was remember. like, I feel like it was a big ass deal. I think he came back with a Vegas residency or something. Maybe you're right. And it was huge. Maybe you're right. Because maybe it was like a residency first. Because he did those shows in Nashville after the flood mm -hmm. too. And then I wonder maybe if that was his big war first world tour. In a, I don't know. I didn't research Garth Brooks yeah. past like 2001. We're not interested in Garth Brooks. I don't give a fuck. Post 1999. No. But he does come back and yeah. he's still 
as Ashley just cited, massively successful. Mm-hmm. Still, he's huge. I saw him so, a year ago. He was amazing. He's a great performer. He's doing fine. He's fine. He's doing fine. So after his Saturday Night Live performance, we kind of lose track of Chris Gaines. Yeah. I mean, it's this short-lived thing. It's sat in our minds for forever. You were talking about how if the music had been more successful, it might have been different mm-hmm. and that Garth Brooks would kind of pursued all these other things. I think that's I totally think so. true. I think so. If only he'd yeah. written better songs or picked better songs. Which is, you know, that's that's not a fair thing to say. I think those songs were fine. Uh, the songs are fine. They're not great. The production is really, really, really of its time. Which yes. is hard for, I mean, which is hard for anything. I li- We referenced Liz Fair in the last episode and then I pulled up 2003 Liz Fair song yeah. that I liked and had the same thoughts like oh this sounds so fucking 2003 this sounds almost 20 years old right right they just you know and that's the problem with anything contemporary or trendy or au courant or like of the zeitgeist is it's instantly dated absolutely and Gaines was kind of dated even when it was released mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. as we talked about in the last episode the failure of Chris Gaines monetary creatively, all the ways that it failed, which we all think of it that way as a failure, was in turn a success. It's such a failure it succeeded. Yeah. Because here we are still interested in it. And it's not just you and I that are interested in this. This is a thing. It's like how many other early 20th century British ocean liner names do you know? Or do you just know the Titanic? Just the one. Just the one. And why do you know the one? Because it, was... it fucking sank. <laughs> That's true. You know? That's the story. Power to him, you know? He he went for it. He swung for the fences. I'll, he sure did. It was totally serious. It was not the Ruddles. It was not Spinal Tap. Mm-mm. It was legit, 100% serious. And it didn't didn't take. Didn't, didn't work. Didn't but it take. persevered. It did. And to be clear, we said this in the first episode, and maybe we didn't reiterate it enough throughout all the episodes. While we may not be diehard Garth Brooks musical fans, we do love Garth Brooks. Oh, yeah. He is a fantastic individual from all the things that we've seen. As far as I'm aware. He has a couple moments that are a little rocky, signing some underwear of women at shows. (laughs) Uh, That doesn't even bother me. That doesn't even, uh, I don't care. They they gave him the underwear. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. He seems like a decent fellow. Yeah. And part of why I see that decency in him is I feel like he would really listen to me if I just were able to pitch him some of my ideas. (laughs) Yes. You know what I mean? Like if I got him in the room, I feel like he'd really hear us out he would he would give us the time of day he would give us the time he's a professional yeah you know he wouldn't be dismissive no way Uh uh-uh i mean are we gonna come up with anything worse (laughs) are we gonna give him anything worse than digging for gold should be about a make-believe movie you saw in paris and it's about a gold digging woman yes or the old man who's in love it's like god I could do a podcast on the gender things of that song alone. Well, we may be back for that someday. Oh, my God. We also love Chris Gaines. We mm-hmm. we don't care about the music, really. Like, no. we've listened to the album. We could talk to you about all the songs on the album, how they sound like Wallflowers, how they sound like Fleetwood Mac, how they sound like awesome 60s How they sound Beatles. like Rami Jaffe, because that's yeah. who it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things to talk about with the album, but we love Chris Gaines as just this entity. This As the thing that it is, as the Tinkerbell of Neverland, Absolutely. you yeah. know? Think it's of great. something yeah. happy. 
You know, I love it. He's Think happy thoughts. Ha- we uh, the last episode was about camp and camp sensibilities, and I briefly mentioned the Met Gala and big controversies. Like, what is camp? What what should you even wear if anyone had dressed up as Chris Gaines for Perfect. the Met Gala for 2019? I mean, that would have been a 10 out of 10. Yeah. 10 out of, the, 11 out of 10. Off the yeah. charts, for sure. <laughs> and really, you know, we talk about at the top of the show, we want Garth Brooks and Chris Gaines to come back to SNL. Mm-hmm. We want Brooks to sort of embrace this failure. Maybe, yeah. maybe he's, you know, he's already very sarcastic and self-effacing about himself. Just embrace it, man. It was a thing. And just, yeah. Do you want to go through some of these ideas? Aside from embracing Chris Gaines, we also think Garth could do some other activities. Yeah, yeah. We got some things. Not, uh, we love Chris Gaines. We want more Chris gains if that's not going to work we have other ideas yes well the first of which (laughs) is bring back the lamb number one number one make that movie happen because you know what if the timeline is intact chris gaines would be 52 now Mm mm-hmm Tell his story. Oh, my God. That's yes. at least six more albums, right? And you right? know what? It's been 20 years. There's no reason that Chris Gaines can't have maybe a teenage child that he's trying to connect oh, yeah. with. And he's a father. And it's like he had issues with his father. Maybe there's something to explore there. Maybe he had this child with his like long-term girlfriend, Maria, who like got him out of the sex addiction. But maybe that relationship didn't last for the ages. You yeah. know? It's like, who knows? Maybe yeah. fucking Maria died because she fell in a creek yeah that's the way Gaines's life seems to work that's not even a stretch given that you know they're making Bill and Ted 3 now yeah. their daughters are in the movie oh really yeah okay that's a yeah, thing there you go just take an idea that's already get Jeb Stewart to meet up with the writers of Bill and Ted 3 <laughs> Make a thing. It would work. Easy. It would work really well. It's already got a title. You know, oh my God, we, you could get Billie Eilish to play his daughter. Done. There you go. So there you good. go. So there you good. go. All right, what else should he do? We talked a little bit about some of young Troil's influences in his life, and we just feel like maybe Garth should collaborate with Aerosmith and or Kiss on like a really like next level project. Yes. Like live the dream. Do a fucking ballad with Eros. Like do an yeah. Eros, like a do a duet ballad with Steven Tyler and Steven Tyler's in Nashville all the time now and Steven Tyler's on this country train as it is it's, it's like throw some pedal steel on that shit Garth already covered an Aerosmith song you want another one you want another one yeah. this is how you get it that's right this is that same thing with uh, less kiss I guess <laughs> he's already would... met them yeah that's I enough. feel like a Garth Brooks Steven Tyler the huge mistakes Cheryl Crow made with Kid Rock with picture yeah it's like Garth and Steven should just fucking cover picture actually now that i think about it whoa perfect idea right perfect that would be really good who should chris gaines collaborate with i got an idea who savage garden oh my god i loved savage garden when i was in junior high school we were talking about this off air and thought what is the Savage Garden crew doing now? I actually found out, and it is wild. So, so Savage Garden was a duo. There was the main singer-songwriter, whose name was Darren Hayes. The other fellow, who was the guitarist, his name was Daniel Johns, or Jones, I can't remember. I didn't look up the guitarist, but the singer, Darren. So Savage Garden broke up circa 2001. He came out as gay. He put out some solo records. And then at some point, hand to fucking God, you can go on his website and check out, he moved to Los Angeles and took... Classes at the Groundlings. Unreal. And he is, he does comedy podcasts and YouTube videos now. You can go to darrenhayes.com, check some of that stuff out. 
uh, it's there. Yeah. So maybe Chris Gaines could go on like a Darren Hayes podcast as yes. a character and they could just sort of sing soft rock to another. Talk about their favorite mm-hmm. James she- Taylor songs. Yes. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That That's an idea. But in like a really funny way. Because yeah. obviously, you know, he's got the groundlings training. And I think that. Yes. Yes. And. <laughs> Yeah, I think. Yeah, Gaines can roll with that. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Other ideas? I mean, another simple collab. This one's very obvious, laying right out there on the table. Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, has already covered Chris Gaines. Do Do it again. Do a duet. Do a duet. (gasps) Tiny Desk Duet. Childish Gambino, Chris Gaines, NPR behind that desk. Holy moly. You tell me that's... Talk about breaking the internet. Yes, absolutely. We could bring YouTube down with that. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Do you want to dominate the news cycle? Mm. Listen to my fucking ideas. These are all gold. It's, Every single one of these is great. It's always true. As far as Garth himself is concerned, I, I have some ideas too. I want him to get more into like the theater life. I really mm-hmm. want him to embrace his theatricality. I want him to play the stage manager in the, in the oh. a production of Our Town by Thornton Wilder. Oh. I think he would be great. He would be great. Wouldn't in he that. be great? Wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't Garth be a great stage manager? I would definitely go see him in a theatrical play. I would love it. Right? It would be so good. Another idea is he could be in a remake of Twister. That's got to be coming, right? It's got to be. The Twisters are worse now than they've ever been. They're everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) He would be great. Carrie always died in the first movie, so we need a villain. villain. We need a villain. Garth could have been his peer in the lab. They could have been brothers. Oh. Oh, my God. They were brothers. That's it. In all seriousness, I would love to see Garth Brooks act more. I 100% agree. He is very good. He could do it. He's really, he's a very good actor. And if you need proof of that, go on YouTube and look up any Garth Brooks concert because performance is acting. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you he's going to be on the level of like Dwight Yoakam. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like an actor's name. No, Dwight Yoakam acts. Do- yeah, okay. But I thought you were going to say like Laurence Olivier. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Can you imagine if I'd said Laurence Olivier? That would have been Larry. Larry Larry Olives. <laughs> Dwight Yoakam is a very good actor, though. He's, yeah. I think so. He's all right. I think he's pretty good. He's good. Uh, so, yeah, I would love to see Garth act some more for sure. Oh, oh, oh. Here's my really good Garth idea for acting. Remake Night of the Hunter and he's in the Robert Mitchum role. Never seen it. You haven't seen Night of the Hunter? It's a villain. It's the scary, it's a really, really scary villain. But Garth Brooks as Robert Mitchum sounds phenomenal. Okay, because Garth Brooks is like a big guy. It's like the physicality would really, really work for this role. Now imagine that he is, he's trying to murder like a seven-year-old and a (sighs) four-year-old for money. Yeah. uh, That's the movie. That's very unsettling. That's the movie. And this is after the other murders, but this is, that's the thrust of the film well i don't know if that's gonna work for garth though because he's got that uh foundation called touch em all <laughs> he does yeah. yeah 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 but i mean he's he should stretch his legs you know controversy sells yeah those ham hocks <laughs> stretch them out <laughs> stretch out those gammon legs ashley's idea here at the the end of our list this one's the most obvious of them all garth is on facebook live 
all the time. Yeah, he's, constantly. He's constantly talking to the audience directly. It's really sincere and sweet and good on him for embracing that technology. We just watched one. He promoed Trish's new record if at the top. Yeah. If you've never seen the first time Garth went live on the internet and he's like, he's amazed. It's a phenomenal video. He's just perplexed by the technology, but going for it. It's, he was born in 62. It's very lived sweet. Lived his whole adult life, you know, without streaming. But he's got the perfect platform to bring back Chris Gaines on Facebook Live. I think if Garth brought Chris Gaines on Facebook Live, it, he would, oh my God. Facebook might actually. You like, want to break a new record? You'll break a Facebook Live record. Yeah. And they might actually be thought of in a positive light for just half a second. For a sliver, for whatever, like, the news cycle on, like, East Coast time, (laughs) 2.15 to 2.19 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Which they needed. Those are our ideas. Those are just some. He would listen to us. I think all of them are great. I really think he should be a Knight of the Hunter. I really think he should go on Darren Hayes' podcast. I really think he should perform in Our Town. All of these are great ideas. The Aerosmith collab is... Steven Tyler is right here. Garth is right here-ish. I don't know where they are. He I mean, loves Aerosmith. And Steven Tyler seems to love attention. So absolutely. there you go. Yeah. Like, oh, God, that would be great. It that would be great. Yeah. <gasps> Maybe that's our new dream. The Saturday Night Live thing, we, you know. They could perform it at Bonnaroo. <sighs> is this the whole, this needs to be my job. I'm just an ideas woman. And You're crushing it. <laughs> you're crushing it. You're hired for sure. Thank you. But yeah, I think if we can get Garth on SNL, maybe Chris Gaines throws to Garth Brooks mm-hmm. on SNL. Gets him to play Friends in Low Places. I would love that. Or just any. It doesn't even have to be Saturday Night Live. What if we had a pre-recorded message from Chris Gaines saying, ladies and gentlemen, Garth Brooks. Isn't that awesome? And then then we jump oh, into Friends in Low Places. I love it. Because Chris Gaines was a friend in a low place. For he sure. Was so, I know. Very down and out. But you know what? What? That's it. That's it. This that has is been the Chris Gaines podcast. Chris Gaines, the podcast. You can still follow us at Garth Gaines SNL. We'll keep tweeting and talking about Chris Gaines at least through November. At least. <laughs> and then that's it. Yeah. Maybe we'll you know put the account dormant after that. But this podcast exists for the rest of time. Yeah. You should take a break, wait three or four months, five months, and then just listen to it from the top and yeah. just have just relive the magic all over Absolutely. again. Absolutely. We'll submit this to the Library of Congress <laughs> so future generations can enjoy our Without a doubt. Insights. We're, uh, got, yeah, we'll, we'll be cited by academics and everything. Can't wait. How exciting. Yeah. It's that validation I've always been seeking. <laughs> you can follow us personally on Twitter. My handle is uni, which is a dumb word I made up. Y-E-W-K-N-E-E. I'm at Ash Spurge, which is parts of my first and last name, <laughs> A-S-H. S-P-U-R-G-E. We're maybe not great at picking Twitter handles, but we are good at Twitter. I'm pretty good at Twitter. You're good. I'm pretty good at Twitter. Yeah. You're pretty good. I'm over the internet. <laughs> well, I want to thank We Own This Town for hosting us, and I want to thank you, the listener. Thank you so much. It's really honorable to have anyone tuning in. It really, good. really is. It really is. It makes me very happy to know that this silly, fun thing that I like to talk about is enjoyed by <laughs> at least... Seven, eight, ten, twelve dozen people. Well, yeah, that's all you need. Seven, eight, ten, twelve dozen people. That's you know what you get them. You get them in a room. You put them on a plate. That's an audience. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
And I lastly want to thank you, Ashley. Oh, Michael, thank you. I want to thank you. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure putting this together and just talking about Chris Gaines. It's been so much fun. Yeah. And all of your ideas are funny and good. And your research skills are extraordinary. I mean... And your, your eBay skills are extraordinary. I can't thank you enough for providing the swag and the... Magazines, yeah, and the fucking forty-five records, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Seriously, you're the idea woman, and you you brought them hard, oh, and shucks. they're great. It's been fun. It's been really fun. Thank you so much, everyone. If you hear from us again, that's a great sign that something has happened in the world <laughs> of Chris Gaines. If you don't, Chris Gaines is still magical. The CD is there for you to enjoy. It, it is four dollars on eBay. <laughs> it's there for you to enjoy at any time. Absolutely. You just got to make the choice to live the dream. Thank you so much. This is it. Bye.